Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, DB peeps, it is episode 47, and we are going under the knife. Well, we're well, not. We're, really. not. <laughs> we're, dr- we're not. We're going to be talking about it. Um, but we are pairing this topic with a wonderful 2013. This might be one of the older wines that we've ever had. Um, it's called Zero Manipulation from Peterson Winery out in Mendocino, California. And this is a really interesting wine. Uh, what's our ABV on this one? Uh, 13.7%. Okay. All right. It's a red blend. Uh, we're getting a mix of Carignan, Grenache, and Syrah. Yeah, mostly Carignan, it looks like. Yep, 68%. Um, 24% Grenache, 8% Syrah. It is an unfined and an unfiltered wine. And that's part of the reason why this is such an interesting wine and an interesting wine topic. Because do we think that we should go with the unfiltered, hashtag no filter, Hashtag zero manipulation approach. Right, right. Like the winemakers. Like us. Like us. This is also true. We have not gone under the knife or had any manipulation of plastic surgery or any other kind, no. at least at this point. <laughs> at least at the, we'll talk, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. But Sarah, can you open this? Can you crack sure. this open, please? Yep. So plastic surgery is our uh, topic and zero manipulations are wine. Kind of the opposite, but what we were going for it looks like a cherry cordial as you it pour does. it you can tell it's a little bit older it's kind of got that um oh my god it smells gorgeous it's kind of got that like garnet red to it that you would expect from an older wine a little bit a little bit all right all cheers right, cheers oh look at those legs it smells really good I feel like it, we probably should have decanted this, but it's a little tart. It's a little tart. <clears throat> Look at this. There are no legs. It's just like, it, it I think that it oh, is, I like this. is fake high alcohol. These are the slowest legs I've ever seen. <laughs> she doesn't mean <laughs> that about me, guys. <laughs> she no. means that about the wine. Um, I would never say that about you. Uh, yeah, I this tastes really good. It smells unbelievable. Ooh, all right. It's got like little extra oxygenation. Yeah, I think it just needs to breathe a little bit. But I mean, I'm get it, it kind of tastes like a almost like close to a French style wine. I'm getting like dark fruits. Yes, like pretty dark fruits. It's in um some like there is still a real high acidity here. I but see, I don't get that that much. <laughs> There's a little bit of tannin, but not too much. It's like perfect, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna give um, us another minute. It, yeah, it's kind of dry, but it also has that uh, kind of that foresty. Is that from foresty the Carignan? floor? <laughs> foresty floor. taste. We're not gonna talk too too much about the wines, the varietals themselves, because many of the. Two of them we've covered before, like the Syrah and the Grenache we've covered. We covered the Carignan a little bit, but we're going to save a, a deeper dive on that one until we have another one coming up. Yeah, I'm excited for that one too. So this is Mendocino. Um, it is uh, in the Sonoma 
County region of California. So it is a little bit further north in that North Coast uh, Cali makeup. But Peterson Winery, I first heard about this actually from another podcast. And uh, Jamie Peterson, who is the, I think the lead winemaker now, he is the son of the founder of Peterson Winery. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was talking about this particular wine and their philosophy over zero manipulation. Like they try to have the least amount of intervention because they really want to let the grape flavors, um, everything about the soil kind of shine in the bottle and in the glass. Yeah. They, so, they call it a zero manipulation philosophy. Yeah. Um, they and, try to use gentle winemaking techniques. So basically, they just want to maximize the flavor totally. of the actual grape. And like fining is something... I know we've talked about like egg white fining because that's an yeah. option. Uh, you can also... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think another way to fine it is using like... Didn't we say like bull's blood before? Oh. I feel like that, that does, that's part of the process. And filtering can be done through a variety of ways... Um, some of which includes going through fish bones. That's disgusting. So, um, yeah, this is unfined and unfiltered, which means that we're probably going to be getting maybe a little extra funk. A little uh, bit of sediment. I, you, there is a little funk on this, and I like yeah, it, though. Yeah, and like you said, extra sediment, which we probably wouldn't normally see that much in a 2013. So we'll just have to see uh, what comes out. Yeah. Um, they say the less you do in the course of a wine's tenure in the cellar, the more of the grapes and vineyards essence you'll have to bottle. And every time you do something to a wine, you take out a little of what you started with. Just so it's just like nipping and tucking. You just take a little bit away yep. every single time. It's very true. This is actually a really good price. Sixteen ninety nine. Oh, I bought I got it for fourteen. Oh. Yeah. Look at you, bargain shopper. I look at that. I feel like I've learned from the best. Yeah. I've learned from you. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying so, to remember where I bought this wine too. It was aged in French and American 60 gallon oak barrels for 12 months. Um, oh, and nice. they produced 72 cases of three liter bag and boxes. I'm not sure what that is. And over a thousand cases of this one. Bag and boxes? Yeah. That's like boxed wine. Oh, this wine. Like seems, your Franzia, right? This wine seems too good to be... Let's check it out. Um, I also think the fact that it's, well, the fact that it's unfined and unfiltered and only 14 to 16 bucks, that is really oh, cheap. yeah. This is like expensive boxed wine. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, so that would be fun for a party, huh? A box wine? Yeah. Hell yeah. From a good box wine. A good box yeah. wine. Um, Sorry, Francia. I'm kicking you off the boat. So their wine tasting notes are that it's an easy quaffing blend. What the hell does that mean? Easy drinking. And has just enough kick to please a hearty red drinker with the smooth edges and delicious forward fruit to keep the mellow red drinkers happy too. The nose offers a balance of rustic aromas and dark toned fruit hinting Mm -hmm. at the wine structure. The smooth entry quickly reveals dark cherry, cranberry, plum, and goji berries wrapped in a luscious layer of spice. Yeah. The easygoing tannins and subtle oak merge effortlessly, even though I can't say that effortlessly. (laughs) More effort saying it than it really is. With the spicy fruit (laughs) to create the perfect go to wine. 
Ideal to open when making dinner, calming down after a day at work, or chilling with friends. This also pairs well with everyday fare like burgers, pizza, and food out of a box or takeout container. It is the perfect (laughs) no-hassle, no-mess dinner companion. Uh, I feel like some of that description was like our DVP wine rating descriptions too. Yeah. Perfect with your friends. (laughs) Well, I mean, I actually... Like I said before, I didn't read this, guys, just so you know. So first time I read this, it does have the dark fruits, definitely. Yeah. I could see how this would go well with pizza. But I actually could see how this would go well with some, like, finer dishes. Do you think so? Mm -hmm. It does have, I mean, well, Carignan, we talked about before, is very much like a, they say it's a really good Thanksgiving wine because it's sort of, it's palatable. It's not an overbearing wine. Like, Syrah is a deep wine. There's only 8% here, so yeah. I'm not overly concerned about it. You're going to get some of that color. I, I actually say, still feel like this color. is a ruby color. It's, yeah, but it's it's got that garnet tone. It's a little... It's going towards that for sure. Yeah. Um, the Grenache is going to be that high acidity, higher alcohol, but this is really well-balanced. This is a medium, medium alcohol red wine. It's very pleasant. <clears throat> All right, so let's... um. Let's keep going. So Peterson, they are, again, like zero manipulation. They don't want a soulless, soulless wine. So they're really trying to, again, as you said, maximize flavors, do as little as they need to because they think that the grapes and the land can speak very well for itself or for mm-hmm. themselves. And so they really want to retain that, I guess, origin of, of the wine. So um, I really dig this, this mentality. And I think that this seems to be more so, I think, the way that the market is going in terms of trends. Uh, it's just also very challenging because when you don't take some of these steps, you really have to make sure you have a quality product because Agreed. it could easily taste like shit. <laughs> Agreed. And I think they've done such a good job with that. Yes. Yes. Yay, Peterson. Good job. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in trying more of their wines. I'm on their website right now. And they have so many so interesting many. wines. They got a lot of Zins there for you, Sarah. Yeah, they've got some Zins. They've got a Petit Bordeaux, which I would love mm-hmm. to try. Um, they have a, a just a Carignan, uh, a Merlot, a GCS blend. Apparently, um, apparently, the winemakers come out here to one of our local wine shops pretty frequently. Oh, I'm, I'm and all, so they do I'm tastings, in. and so I think that we need to be on the lookout for that. I'm Not totally just because in. I want to meet Jamie, other Jamie. Because I think the winemaker. I yep. I, every time that I find someone whose name is Jamie, I'm like, oh, that's so rare, but not really. <laughs> Anywho, they have a rosé too and cab. They've got tons of different things. So and that's just reds. They have sweet wines. They have rose. They have uh, white wines. Um, I feel like there was a late harvest something for their sweets. So yeah, they have, they have a lot of stuff. I mean, it is a smaller production, but it's still, they have a lot of offerings, which is amazing. They have a Muscat Blanc. A Muscat Blanc? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it? It's a dessert wine. Oh my God. I'm thinking about Muscadet. It's a dessert wine. I was like, isn't that in France? I've never even, I don't think I've even tried this before. Muscat, um... We'll have to look at that We'll have to look into that. Honey and perfume. Wow. So yeah, lots of interesting stuff. So if you see this, go ahead and try them out because I think that this is definitely worth it and I think that this is a great price. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. You can't for beat that. For this quality that we got. So yeah, you can't beat that. See, zero manipulation and you're getting some good quality. Quaffing beverages. Oh God. I hate that word. Let's not Quaff. Yeah. Let's Quaff. not do it. Mm-mm. <laughs> so should we get into our topic? Sure. <laughs> I'm just thinking about other words that people don't like. Moist. Oh God, please. <laughs> I also hate the word chunky. Do you really? Yes. Chunky salsa? Ugh. I, it, to me, I'm like, that's like vomit. That's Sorry. disgusting. Okay. All right. We're, it's passed. Yeah. Okay. So nipping and tucking, mm-hmm. zero manipulation. Mm-hmm. We live in a society where there is a lot of manipulation, whether it be actual nipping and tucking or whether it yeah. be filtering or photoshopping or what have you. Um, but plastic surgery, it seems like a very present day modern concept, but mm-hmm. truly it's not. It the first they first heard that um, people did that in ancient India, where they use skin grafts for reconstructive work as far back as 800 BC. Crazy. So that's a long ass time ago, people, in case you're curious. So I think that, you know, it's obviously evolved over time. And I think it's evolved based on um, the needs around the community. You know, war, more recently, war created the need for soldiers to have some sort of plastic surgery in order to repair the damage from Going to war. Well, it says here in the 10th century, they developed a procedure to repair the cleft lip, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then, so I think the first time you see like plastic surgery for aesthetic purposes, well, I mean, not that a cleft lip is not aesthetic, but. But it, there are other implications. Right. So in the 15th century, an Islamic text entitled Imperial Surgery referred to a modern method of surgical breast reduction. Amazing. That is crazy. 15th century? Yeah. Damn. The other thing to remember or to consider, what were the anesthetics like back then? It, there wasn't. I know. And so could you imagine being on the table and having someone just like slice into your breast? Or they used to just breast? get a cloth with like chloroform, chloroform and just basically... You just pass out and then you would wake up whenever. Oh, God, that's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, anesthesia is like, was a groundbreaking discovery. Um, Yes, thank God that exists. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Um, Yes, so that's uh, breast reduction surgery and I guess eyelid surgery. So I'm thinking that that also probably had some sort of medical situation going on. I can't imagine like a lot of people wanting to get like, Eyelid lifts back then? I don't then? know. You never know. They wanted breast reductions. You never know. So, that seems like an interesting first step. It really Breast does. reduction. Yeah. Over everything else. Um, And then like you were talking about, the next major advance was for soldiers in the 20th yeah. century to prepare all the facial and head injuries caused by war. Right. And, right. And know, then... Breast implants were somehow in the 60s and 70s. But as I think that what was started there with the implants, that has morphed into something completely different in the 2000s. And Sarah, you first like really mentioned this to me about like 
muscle implants yeah specific implants you can get silicone implants pretty much anywhere now calf like men are really into that the calf implants is one of the most popular yeah pec implants for men that's like one of the most popular pec and calf implants oh i guess i've heard about for males Mm -hmm. um butt implants i mean like do you want some who wants some butt i will gladly give some butt i'll take a little bit okay Okay, so maybe we will nip and tuck now. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We're, I'm fine. I'm fine. I have extra padding. Yep. It just, you know. You know, just wear those like um, padded uh, <laughs> leggings or whatever. Like, don't they? They sell those, right? Yeah, they do. Well, it's almost like the bike, the biker shorts yeah. that have like that, <laughs> that have extra the padding. When you, and I spin a lot, and I would never. I don't think I can do it. I know people who have though. Well, yeah, it's a, yeah, I mean, listen, it if makes you're taking sense. a spin class, maybe not. But if you're biking a century ride, right? I think that yeah. makes sense. Agreed. Um. <clears throat> all right. So yeah, the 2000s this has just been ridiculous for plastic surgery. I feel it's like crazy. we see it. There are Groupons for this shit. I mean, it's. I personally wouldn't go for a Groupon for <laughs> uh, plastic surgery. To me, I, I feel like the people who do the really good job are the ones who don't need to try to like... It's like laser eye surgery. Like if there's advertisements for that, I would not be all about that. That's my eyes, Be a little cautious. Yeah. Be a little cautious. So, but the most common thing, you know, is... I mean, Botox. So like things for like facial... Is that plastic surgery? I mean, I'm not sure. I feel like that's more Isn't it poison? Botox? Yeah. Yeah. It's... It is. But they actually use it for a lot of medical purposes as well. This is true. I know. I know that that is one of the things. Um, I knew someone in college who had Tourette's, and he would get Botox injections in yeah. his neck, and or and that helped with the Tourette's. It's it's a it's botulinum toxin. Yep. Um, and it's basically kind of like a paralytic. So it is used for hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating. So they actually inject it in the armpits to kind of paralyze those. Um, is that kind of unsafe, though, to not sweat? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, muscular disorders, like you said, Tourette's, some bladder disorders. So there oh, is, wow. There is, like, it is used medically, um, but it, it is, it is, it is a poison. <laughs> but, I mean, it has, it has purposes. So... I think nowadays that's kind of like, oh, getting a little Botox is like no biggie. It's like, it's like getting an eyebrow wax. Like people just use people it as do like a maintenance like type of thing. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm getting It's my- not a serious surgery, right? It's not even a surgery, really. Right. It's but it's not a serious procedure. Sorry. No, it's very quick. It is what it is. I've never done it. I have friends that have done it. I don't have really have any issues with it. I think if that's what you want to do, go for it. As long as you don't overdo it and you can't move your face. I know. I remember, I think about Renee Zellweger. Remember, everyone used to like make, everyone used to make fun of her because she had so much stuff done and now she basically stopped doing anything to her face and she looks, I think she looks gorgeous actually. Mm-hmm. I think like the natural relaxing and to be able to... I just can't imagine not being able to use my eyebrows and I have this weird thing when I smile really big or whatever, my eyebrows go to like a Jack Nicholson type thing. 
And I think it's hilarious. And so it makes me laugh even more. So whatever. But I can't imagine not doing that. Well, I think there's something to be said for having some wrinkles and showing your age. And it's, it's, I mean, it is, it's, it is beauty in its own way. Totally. If you want to do a little bit here and there, okay. But I mean... I think gonna, about the maintenance. Uh, I think about yeah. the cost and the maintenance. But anyway, so let's talk. Okay, there are so definitely some really, risks and benefits, yeah, right? Because there's really plastic surgery. There are a few different things that we are talking about here. So it's it's plastic surgery. There are like I think two sides of the coin. One is for actual medical things, like let's say somebody um, gets bit by a dog, <clears throat> and they have plastic surgery to you know have a graft or well, I don't know what I don't actually know what you would do. There might be, there are other medical things and reasons why you would go ahead and get that. Yeah, no, I mean, plastic surgery is important for a lot of medical things. Right. For sure, 100%. Right. It's just the... Um, and then there's the vanity side. The vanity. There we go. So that's where, that's what we're delving into. Not mm-hmm. really so much the medical. There is a purpose for plastic surgery in a lot of different yeah. cases. But, okay, so... Who are some of the people that you have looked into who have had like some crazy plastic surgery? Okay. Wow. I mean, I've seen some crazy. Everyone, you, it's like front and center. Everyone just does it now. It's I, crazy. I know. Okay. So it's, who, it's, a, it's alarming. I'm sorry. You go first. It's alarming how wide it is. Okay. So um, one of the ones that, okay, that I'm just going to use these two as together. Okay. There are women who try to look like Barbie, and there is a man, at least one man, okay. one man that I always think of who's tried to look like Ken, and he's like in his 30s. Okay. And has had an absurd number of procedures. Uh-huh. It is scary. So scary. Did you see the pictures? Yeah. Did you go to the web? Did you use the link that I... Yeah, it's disgusting. It is. It's un. It's unreal. And this man... Okay, so, uh, God, what is his name? I got Rodrigo Alves. Rodrigo, yep. mm-hmm. And he is, he's been having these surgeries. I guess it started, it's one of those things where, it, it started, it's an unfortunate thing, because this also is very prevalent in society today, but it started because he had a, a disorder where he had extra hormones, and he actually started growing breasts. As a man, <clears throat> he started growing breasts, and he was they were bullying him. And so it made him feel super self-conscious. And as I think he was like in his teens when he got this. Okay. He had surgery to remove the breasts. And then because of the bullying and that sort of, that was the catalyst. That just kind of like took him off. Like he just like dove off the fucking deep end. He's gotten his face completely redone, cheek um, fillers, nose reduction, um, like a la Michael Jackson. I mean, you look at his picture now, and he's he's getting there. He's getting to Michael Jackson. Um, he has had his ribs removed. That's insane. He has fake abs because if you look at him, you can tell there's not real muscle on his body. But he has had those muscle implants, and then he once got muscle implants in his arms, and he he was paralyzed in his arms. That's because insane. he developed an infection. That's insane. I have no idea how or why. And then he continued to get shit after that. So how many surgeries has he had? Oh, I don't even remember. I'm looking at it right now. What is it? So he has spent 
$883,000. Dollars or pounds? Okay, dollars. Almost a million dollars. And he's had like, I think it's 35 surgeries. Ugh. Nose jobs, liposuction to his jaw. Ten nose jobs. Botox and fillers. Ten nose jobs. And at the sixth one, he lost his sense of smell. Oh, my God. So my question, so he, he does suffer from body dysmorphia, which we'll get, get totally. into. Where if that's a mental health condition where a person spends an obsessive amount of time worrying about flaws that are not mm-hmm. necessarily even there. Um, I understand the whole, you know, but the breast removal thing for him, I'm sure that was like hard and okay. He was 17 when he did that, but then he went on for 15 years to keep doing more surgery. This guy's 35. He's Brazilian. Oh, I'm sorry. He's had 57 procedures. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. And he's used inheritance to fund his surgeries. He's what? Used his inheritance to fund his surgeries. What What do his parents do? So the question is, is what surgeon would touch him after a certain amount? Well, that's a great question even for Michael Jackson. Apparently, he keeps going to different countries. Spain, Brazil. Like... That is terrifying. It's awful. Awful. And he... So it's saying, despite doctor's advice, he still went on to have more procedures. But then there's someone doing it, right? Yeah. So he's going to all these other countries where they're just going to do it to get paid, probably. Oh, totally. Uh, It's very alarming. I mean, there is... Okay, so there are so many different pictures on this. It's an Australian uh, article. But his face, it's... It it looks like... It's disgusting. it, It is. It is. And he's like terrifying. Everyone Google this. Google him. Just do Kendall. Yep. He was on Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, I don't even know what that show is. Anyways, that's an extreme case. What other ones are there out there? He also looks like he's gotten bleached skin too. That I just don't understand. I don't understand. I think it's a sickness. Well, and you mentioned the body dysmorphia thing, right? Yeah. So... Do you want to get into that now or should we wait? No, I think we need to keep going through these okay. people because this is insane. There's Okay, you go. So <clears throat> there is one lady. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> no, you're fine. I'm just waiting for this. Um, so there's one lady who decided to spend $30,000 to look like Meghan Markle. This was last year, right? After she became yeah. a princess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's uh, an attorney in Houston, Texas, and she spent all this money to look like Meghan Markle. Um, she's a mother of three, and she wants to really... She likes the, her character on the show that she was on. That's not why you get... I also think... She, I think she said she likes the character, and she also um, likes what the message that she sends and the confidence that she exudes, and so... I think that's she's why an she attorney, so she thinks that's relatable to the character on Suits. I've never Michael seen Suits. Played. I haven't either, but <clears throat> yeah. So she got fat grafts in her cheeks and her butt. She got liposuction, um, and she got filler put into her jawline and her lips and under her eyes, and she had a nose job. She has a small child. Did you she's see? Have you kids. seen? Yeah, one of them looks like he might be a teenager, the oldest. And then there's maybe like a six or seven year old. And then the youngest is like a toddler, if that. 
She says her two-year-old oh, two. can't okay. tell the difference between her mom That's right. and Meghan Markle. And when she looks on the TV and when Meghan Markle comes on TV, she's like, look, it's mommy. She's proud of that. So this was done. I think she went through this because, A, she got divorced. So she's struggling there. She needed to pick me up and she needed to gain confidence. Okay, mm-hmm. all, all things that I can definitely get on board, especially after such a huge traumatic thing happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, them being a single mother and blah, blah, blah. I think it's ridiculous that she, having so many young children, underwent all of these procedures, being a single mother. And then she, like, you can tell that it's more of a vanity thing because of her reaction in that comment. That she's like, oh, my two-year-old doesn't know the difference between us. No, no, no. Look. She's very very upfront with the fact that she was doing this to look like her. She also says that she's not opposed to finding love on a reality show. I'm like, no shit. This is, that's why she fucking did it. That's why she fucking did it. So she could be in the story and she could go find, get paid money to go find fucking fake love because it's a reality show. Reality shows are not real, people. Jamie, I'm loving your outrage right now. I'm so (laughs) angry. I just, people think that reality is reality. It's it's not reality TV shows. They're there for the fucking ratings, people. They're not there because they really genuinely hope that you find a true lasting relationship. That is not what they're there for. I think most people know that. It's purely entertainment. Do they, though? Yeah. This woman is willing. She so has she's three She's obviously children. got a psychological issue. She's got something going and on. And if I were Meghan Markle, I'd be totally freaked out if someone did the kind of like crazy-ass surgeries to look like me. Oh, that's why she moved to England. <laughs> I don't think that's why she moved to England. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, that's fucked up. Oh, my God. Do you see this picture? She's actually wearing the same fucking dress as Meghan Markle. Yeah. I just noticed It's that. insane. Ugh. Anyone else do you want to touch on? Well, our favorite sisters, family. Ugh. Oh, the Kardashians? I hate them. <laughs> so the I Kardashians can't. obviously have had so much surgery in recently. Obviously. Do you believe, serious question. The butt? Do you believe the butt? Do you believe that Kim or any of them have not had butt implants? No. I do think they probably naturally have large Extra backsides. curves? Yeah. But I think that they have, there has been stuff to emphasize that. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Good. I just want to check. I feel mm-hmm. the same way. There. If you guys recently the the spotlight's been on Chloe and her um, plastic surgeries that she's been doing them because her boyfriend and father of her child was cheating on her. An obscene amount of plastic surgery. Yeah. So if you go on. On Google or whatever and look up pictures, recent pictures of her, she looks nothing like she did, I don't know, five years ago. Um, Her nose is remarkably different. Her chin, her cheeks, her lips look kind of uneven, actually. Um, They're what? They look kind of uneven. Yeah. I think she's always had big lips, though, but... um, Yeah, and then... Some of those pictures, she doesn't even look like her. She looks like her her youngest sister. Yeah. Boob implants, probably butt implants. Who knows? Anyways, Lord knows they have enough money to do it. And you know what? At this point, I, I'm i not even mad at it. That's what you want to do. I mean, like, what do you think that's going to look like when you're 70? Well, that's the thing. I just, I don't understand. I, I, I contemplate, okay, 
you can go ahead and do this. And sure, I definitely understand. I just think of the cost and the maintenance. And don't you have to have certain things done at short, short, um, oh my God, at some At some point, nature's going to catch up with you. Age is going to catch up with you. I also think you're putting all of this stuff, all of this fake stuff is in your body. Like your body, I'm fear, I'm always fearful, like rejection. Mm -hmm. And it's true. That's, I mean, the guy that we were talking about that tried to look like Ken, he had a nose rejection where his body rejected one of the noses. Oh my God. But I mean, your skin's going to get nasty eventually, not nasty, but it'll get saggier and whatever. And these implants, what are they going to look like? Like in 20 years. They're probably going to be metal implants so that people don't, so it doesn't, Ugh. it doesn't change. I don't think that Shit. that is, your body can actually do that. No, I know. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's so it's, stupid. It's going to be crazy. I mean, so I, if they want to do that, like, all right, go for it. I, I'm not, that's fine. Whoa. You're going to be looking like Joan Rivers and she did not look good. No one no, no, thinks no, no. she looked good. Okay, hang on. So Chloe, in 2015, wrote a blog that says, my face is filler-free, bitches. No, honey. Things no, have no. changed in four years. It might be filler-free, but there's probably other things that are happening. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <clears throat> like, she's probably had, like, Oh, she's had the... And yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows what else. Eyebrow lifts, you can tell based on her yeah. eyebrows. Um, so fucked up. I just... I'm going to try to give some benefits of the doubt. That family, I would question if they didn't get on their show, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, because it was the the Jenners mixed with the Kardashians, so two power couples. And the only reason Kardashians were up front is because Rob Kardashian, the original father, was the OJ. That's uh, not the only reason. No? Why else was he popular? Because Kim Kardashian had a sex tape. Oh, my God. But what, why is that a thing? Oh, because it was with Ray J. It was with... Uh, uh, yeah. That's right. Why is anything a thing? Isn't Ray J Brandy's brother? Yeah, that's right. Because Brandy and Ray J were... That's right. Okay, okay. Thank you. I'm trying to, like, tri- like trickle back to figure out, like, what what really happened to, like, bring them into the limelight. So that's that's true. But I just think, what if they didn't have this reality TV show? Could they actually have more normal lives? Like, have you seen the pictures from... Listen, I think we could do a whole podcast on them as a study. They okay. are, they are, they are... We can do a speculation on the Kardashians. <laughs> Not that I want to give them any more spotlight, though. So I I'm agree. Good. I'm good. I'm That's good. why I refuse to watch their show. I was watching... I remember the first time I ever heard Kim Kardashian's voice was when David Letterman was on in the background of something and all of a sudden I heard this voice and I was like what the fuck is that noise I turned around and see Kim Kardashian talking and I was like impossible no this is not real life it is but no but it is no thank you turn it off you know what here's the thing you can't even be mad at them you can't be mad at them you know why because the American population has made them famous this that's the so that what, is why it. are you gonna get upset with them I mean but is, but they, that's also the reason why they're continuing. I think why they feel the need to keep up because they have to keep up with their image. That that the that the population they made so that much society, money they could be done with the show. They could be done with it. Agreed. They have their other businesses. 
Oh, agree. Totally agree. They can be done with it if they wanted to. But again, it's an addiction. Well, yes. it's. A, I was just going to say, it's an addiction. So, so this is very much an addiction. I feel like nips, tucks, fillers, blah, blah, blah. Some of it is becomes an addiction because you have to have this like regular maintenance. Other things become an addiction because you have, you mentioned it before, body dysmorphic disorder. Yeah. So that affects 2% of people in the U.S. Okay. Um, usually before you turn 18. Um, mm. And it's, I guess, more prevalent in men. Which is interesting. That um, is really interesting. And as many as half. So 2% of the population, as many as half of them turn to cosmetic surgery and a lot of dermatological treatments. So that's not obviously everyone who does plastic surgery. Right. Um, so out of 268 patients who were receiving dermatological treatment, 11.9% screen positive for body dysmorphic disorder, uh-huh. according to this study. Um Interestingly enough, male patients lack a clear body concept and awareness of their physical appearance, so they don't really know what they want out of cosmetic surgery in contrast to females. Females probably are going in asking for, like, boob implants or whatever. Oh, Um, like something that's very, very fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, Men are also most likely to have muscle dysmorphia and think that they look small and wimpy looking. So Isn't that the trend, though? That's like the hipster look. Yeah, so they're yeah, that is, but <laughs> that's not what these people are into. So like they these are the people that take steroids, they work out obsessively, so then Oh, okay. These are the people that are getting Okay. Calf implants. So calf implants are the equivalent of a boob job to men. Wow. Um, the rise of muscular implants is uh, is has been insane in the past 10 years. I don't have the actual percentages, but it's been there's been a huge rise. And this, they say, can be attributed to the advent of social media like Instagram, where people are showing off their gym bods. I'm curious, though, because... Can I get a top off, too? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm curious... <clears throat> thank you. Um, for the gym... For all this Instagram stuff, there's filters and there's Photoshop. And there have been so many things, you know, mm-hmm. bad Photoshop shit, like where they, like shrink things down and it warps the background but don't i just don't we all know that there are filters and so we can't trust anything that we see any longer well now i say this okay i'm hang on i say this acknowledging what i just said but also thinking like when i flip through magazines or i look at pictures i'm like damn they look good or whatever and i'm like oh i wish i could look like that and then i'm like just think there's probably stuff going on. Like, it's it's easier said than done to, like, have that, like, reminder in the back, you know. So, speaking of that, a men's health survey yeah. said that one in three men aged 18 to 34 admitted to feeling pressure to look good on social platforms. And almost half of the men admitted to editing or cropping photos to make themselves look better. Half? Yeah. So, it's obviously happening. I mean, we're not, this is, that's not even news. You don't need to do a survey that's to that. Not- that wait, but half of men that is a lot more than I expected. Well, you know, okay, the gay men are also more likely than straight men to have body okay. dysmorphia, negative body image, eat dis, you know, disordered eating, like all that stuff. Any psychological diagnosis like that, mm-hmm. who knows why? Um, it might be because they were bullied as young people because of 
Like our Ken doll. Yeah, it's possible that that's why. Um, but that might be where that percentage also comes from. So, okay, I'm interested about something else. What's that? Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so um, it says here men are usually obsessed with their hair, skin, facial features, duh, muscles, as you mentioned, Mm. and size of their penis. In fact, penis enlargement is one of the many cosmetic surgeries sought out by men. Are you surprised? I'm not. I guess maybe I'm just a little curious of the uh, mechanics of that. But then, wait, this is even, <laughs> this is where my like really crazy question, I, and I don't want to Google any of this, okay? I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't want to see it. You don't it. want that on your, um, I don't want this on, your, in, on my history. I was going to say. <laughs> my browsing history. Okay. Clear the cache. You know you can erase that. I know. Um, regardless, I don't want it in my brain. Like okay. my eyeballs to see and then it's stored forever in my brain. Mm-hmm. But it says, those patients who are turned down by cosmetic sur- surgeons for penis enlargement mm-hmm. perform DIY. <laughs> but what does it do with yourself, penis enlargement? I have no I idea. Don't, I don't. I think of Austin Powers with like the pump thing. <laughs> if anyone knows... No, don't no, no, no. Let us know. Sarah, I mean, no, 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 no. We don't no 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 no. You I don't, don't want to know that. what it is. No. <laughs> I I would die. I'd be fine. If I died not know. knowing it, I'd be fine. I'm a little curious. <laughs> I just really it makes me so uncomfortable as to what what a Google search might pull like might like so return. if this is all happening shouldn't plastic surgery like they're doctors doctors do no harm so shouldn't they be <laughs> shouldn't they be if, if for uh Hippo, the hippocratic oath yeah yes they, that's, that's their oath do no harm so shouldn't shouldn't they be looking out for this like body dysmorphia syndrome how do you solve body dysmorphic you probably need like therapy <clears throat> And if you Maybe solve it, Zola. hang on, if you solve it, you probably won't have as many repeat customers. I, I mean, that's okay. I, no harm. You're a doctor. I agree. I agree. From a... Oh, and here's the other thing. Yeah? So in a survey of cosmetic surgeon, 7% said that patients with BDD, so they know they have them, I guess, stop requesting surgery after one procedure. Only 7%. 13% stop sometimes. I don't know what that means. And 63% continue asking for repeated surgeries. 63%. So patients who are usually dissatisfied. Wait, 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 wait. That doesn't add up. No. Who knows? That's it's bad math. Bad math. Whatever. <laughs> so six. So anyway. That's not your bad math. No, That's... it's not. It's the survey. Yes. So, but patients who are dissatisfied with their operations usually feel angry at themselves but then they feel angry at the surgery of course surgeon so these surgeons get like i mean this is my whole thing with patient satisfaction again i could go into a whole diatribe about that but like patient satisfaction it's very subjective like the provider the surgeon the physician like 
probably did everything that they thought they could do in order to satisfy their their patient who is technically their customer when it comes in cosmetic surgery it is a customer it is not I'd say that's the mentality not in all plastic surgery sure but. but I think that it is a very fine line because and it's very challenging because a lot of people who go in think these patients these customers they think everything is going to be solved by this. They don't understand the implications. And there's no real guarantee. I mean, I know people, I know someone who had um, a breast reduction. It was supposed to be a reduction to a specific size. and But you can't tell right away because there's all this swelling for like months afterwards. Right. So you need to wait to see. And then you may actually have to have another procedure. I think that there is a good number of the population who goes in for these types of procedures who perhaps don't even like listen. They like zone out or like tune out, like er, like turn off the listening mode when the providers start to tell them about all the potential risks that exist or the potential so like what are need the for risks? new surgeries. Well, we talked about some of them, like infection. Uh, you could have permanent nerve damage or permanent paralysis. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also, I mean, again... Um, it, it doesn't turn out the way that you want, which means that you have to have surgery again and again, potentially. And, yep. Uh, you could have blood clots. Yes. That's, I mean, it's surgery. So like there's always risks for surgery. There's also, it, we talked about anesthetic. There is also a risk that you won't wake up from your, from your anesthetic. Or you have, an, a, I mean, that's extreme. Or you have an uh, adverse reaction drug, you know, side That would effect. be, that would probably be where I would that's fall. That's probably more common. Um... Permanent muscle and nerve damages from implant surgeries can happen. Shifting of the implant. So this can result in an asymmetrical look. Again, this is my thing with like getting older. A lot of people do get implants removed. When they're older? Yeah. Do they get replacements or just removed? No, a lot of people just get them removed. So, you know, it's crazy. Again, and again, we're talking about from the vanity perspective, not the you know, medical perspective, like the yeah. medical need. Yeah, for sure. Like a burn victim is going to need a plastic surgeon. And for that, you know, it's amazing what they can do. Right. Double um, mastectomy. I mean, same thing. Like if you have like specific things, yeah. there are reasons Breast why. Breast cancer. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there, it's, it's really scary. I mean that, and this is my thing. I mean, I had foot surgery, God, like over a decade ago. Oh my God, it was like 15 years ago. It really was. And so I I had uh, reactions to the stitches. Oh yeah, there you go. I have, I, I don't know, I still don't know what they were made out of, but I had a reaction to that. I also thought that was a fluke and I had like a mole removed and then I had a couple stitches. Same exact thing. I had this like ridiculous itching sensation that would not subside. I could not sleep. I had actually had Sean cut stitches out of me one time That's because awful. it was so bad. I was like crying. I was I was itching so oh bad. Oh my god, that is awful. Yeah, but so I think about that and I'm like, I could never, I could never put myself through the un all the unknowns. So would you ever do plastic surgery ever? Could you ever imagine or even Botox? Could you ever imagine doing anything like that? For vanity purposes. This is a tough question. I am inclined to say, I would I think about it? 
I would maybe think about it. But I think that I would be too fearful for all of the potential repercussions. And because I know I have like weird reactions to certain things, I just don't think it'd be worth it. Will I look really old <laughs> because I spent a lot of time outdoors? Yeah. There's some wonderful anti-aging creams out there. I just got to find the right fucking one. I mean, I'm addicted to eye cream. I use like, I have like five different eye creams. I use all different kinds. Do you? Yeah. None of them are like, like ret. I don't even have any retinol stuff, but I. Oh shit. Well, let's talk. We'll do this for another podcast. Yeah. I love eye cream. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So we'll, we'll do this for another podcast. I mean, I literally like have an obsession with finding the perfect eye cream. I try all different kinds. I constant, I put it on twice a day. I'm going to interview you. This is going to happen. Okay. So. All right, guys, expect that shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I just don't think that I would feel, again, for me, the risks outweigh the benefits and I just am not comfortable with that. I would consider it. Yeah? Yeah. Do you normally have weird reactions to things though? It's weird. I mean, I had an I had to have eye surgery because I had I became allergic to preservatives and contacts. So like, yeah, that's why. Yeah. So I mean, and I was like so blind that it would be so hard to, to just wear glasses. You know, it would be obnoxious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had eye surgery because that. Um, but I've had anesthesia. I've been fine. Knock sure. On wood. I actually knock on wood. I haven't had problems with anesthesia either. It's just the uh, it's. It's just a suture situation. Mm-hmm. The suture situation. Yeah, I've never actually had sutures, thank God. But yes. um, but yeah, so so I don't know. I mean, I think it's it maybe... I mean, I am allergic to a drug, an antibiotic, so yeah. potentially, you know. But I would maybe... I think... It's not Botox, off the table. It's not off the table. Would I do Botox? Maybe. I don't know. I think it would be a hard sell for me, mm-hmm. um, but I'm kind of looking forward to like 10 years from now, there being something non-invasive, just some you, cream that I can use. Yeah. Do you watch, um, uh, do you watch Modern Family? No. Oh, there was an episode where Jay Pritchett, who is Ed O'Neill from Married with Children. Yeah. The old guy on the show. Yeah. I love him so much. He reminds me of my grandpa. Uh, but he, he actually got Botox and oh. his whole left side of his face started drooping and his whole family, they were all together like the day after he got this. This is a real thing. That's, this is a real thing. Scary it can happen. A stroke. And, and everyone was like, oh my God, are you having a stroke? We have to go to the hospital. And he's like, no, I'm fine. And he's just, you know, like being a cantankerous old man and just like not really wanting to address it. And he never talks about his feelings. And then finally... In the episode, he's like, I got Botox. And he just, he was afraid to admit it. Yeah. But it was, it is such a visible thing. I was actually, weirdly enough, Sarah, I was with someone yesterday and we were chatting about this because she had gone to get a facial and they just started like talking about some things. And they told her that one of the, one of the implications, you could have like short-term paralysis and if you hit a specific nerve over your eyebrow, that's scary. That just droops your whole eyelid and maybe the rest of your face. And it can it can last for up to a month. Yeah. So it's like Bell's palsy, basically, yeah. right? And that is why I would. Ooh, that's those are the things that I would make me not do it. Uh, yes. Now, would I get a boob reduction? Maybe. You just wait on that. Yes. 
Not in the next five years. <laughs> I, again, I have, uh, I have two friends who have gotten a boob reduction because of their back situation. I don't have back problems. Okay. But yeah, that was, that was the, the culprit and that was their resolution. There you go. Yeah. So that I feel like is more of a medical type of thing. Insurance will pay for that actually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it's not like a, I'm going to say cosmetic in the sense of yeah, more of that vanity thing. This so is what are we thinking? This wine. I mean, I think this is a. I think this is a very quaffable wine. I like it. <laughs> I enjoy this wine. I very much. I still can't believe I paid fourteen dollars for it. I'm really That's, curious where I bought it. I feel like it's a thirty dollar bottle of wine. Is what it tastes like to me. I wouldn't go as high as thirty, but maybe twenties. It doesn't have a very long lingering finish, mm-hmm. uh, which surprises me a little bit. Based on like the Syrah and the Grenache, but because Carignan is like so heavily, that's a primary grape. Yeah. I, you know, it is on the nose and like before we swirled this shit and let it get some oxygen, I felt like it was extremely acidic. Yeah. Um, You got more of that like tartness. Right. Which again is, is definitely fine. It's not like an undrinkable wine. It, but it has... It has morphed into something just with a little bit of swirling, like a couple minutes worth. It just opens things up and you get more of those dark fruits. You definitely, I mean, again, similar to the description, but you called this even before you read the description. Yeah. The tannins are very, they're, they're there, they're present, but they are subtle. And it is like a, it's just like a supporting, just like a, I'm just going to be here. Yeah. I'm just going to hang out and, you know, just chill. Make this an enjoyable drinking beverage. Yeah, I I really enjoy it. I think it's very good. I think you could pair this with a lot of different Ooh. dishes. I do think that it gets more of that black blackberry e flavor though. It doesn't seem like mm. a very alcoholic wine, but again, I'm looking at the legs again right now. Yeah, but thirteen point seven is pretty medium. That's for, a medium for a red. For a red yeah. But for as slow as these legs are moving and as thick as they are, you just expect a higher alcohol wine. So, I mean, it is a very deceiving nature, Mm -hmm. but it is, I I like this wine. I like it very much. Hell yeah. I think, I actually think that this could be really good if you have, like you said, barbecue pizza. I love, this is actually a really good pizza wine because it has a little acidity yeah. Um, it would, I think, pair well with like the acidity and like tomato sauce mm-hmm. and stuff. Agreed. But I also think, I don't know that this is a wine though that I would necessarily just like drink by itself. Normally. I might. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, but. It has a little extra depth and character, but I think that I would prefer something even more full bodied because this I'd say is like a medium plus body. I would agree with that. I think this would go good with a lot of different meats too. Yeah, that's why. That's why I think it would really go well. The burgers, I think, sounds excellent with ducks. Ooh, yes. This would go great with duck. I yeah. Think. No, I, I'm. I am digging this. This is my first Peterson Winery. Me too. Wine. I gotta try more. They've got so many. They have so many, and there's. They have it on tap at uh, 
at our local at our local wine bar yeah well then i'm gonna have to go try i know i don't know which one it was she said she was gonna check yesterday and um because i just said is it zero manipulation do you have that on tap and she's like no but it's literally my favorite wine and i said wow okay so that's a big statement. I mean, and this girl works at a wine bar. She's there. She's around a shit ton of wine. She tastes a lot of that's stuff. That's a big statement. So that is a very big statement yeah. from her. Um, yeah, I would recommend getting it. Try Agreed. it out. Try it out, DB peeps. This is yeah. This is yummy. This is worthwhile. This is, and it's not a super full bodied. It's definitely a. I think a. Medium. As we're finally launching into spring, and I love it. It's. It's a little bit. It's a little lighter, so it goes goes well yeah. with a lot of different things. I agree. It doesn't have to be like a heartier dish. And my final thought on plastic surgery is, <laughs> let's go back. Back up is, I think that if it makes you feel good about yourself and you don't overdo it, I think it's fine. I think more power to you. But I think that when you overdo when you overdo anything, everything. You know, in moderation, when you ever do anything, it can get a, go a little too far. Everything in moderation. This is very true. And I think that, uh, you know, I think society is putting pressure on people to, and, and social media is putting pressure on people to do more to themselves. Well, and I think if you want to do it for you, because you want to do it. Do it for you. Then do it for you. But don't do it for other people. No. And actually, I'm really glad you said that because I think that's really my overarching sentiment is like we tend as a society, like we all say that we want everyone to be accepted and blah, blah, blah. But then we are so quick to judge, Mm -hmm. even if it's silent judging. And I think that that is problematic. And really what is at the core of all of this, like the need to filter, like think about when we first took pictures. All right. Sarah and I, we, have been we were around when like regular cameras were like your fucking Kodak yeah, you like you your Kodak filter. like take a picture you had like twelve on the roll or twenty four mm-hmm. on the roll and you'd mm-hmm. like go you know um, yeah get the film uh, and the pictures made yeah you can't filter that shit no. so we we've been around with that stuff and we are now with like you can filter everything there are apps for so many different filters I just I just saw this airbrush app like that you can use. And you can turn it. You can either turn it on and take a picture through the app, or you can like take a picture that you took and bring it into the app. But it's like, but by doing that, I was thinking about it. By doing that, like, then we're no longer showing our true selves. And isn't there a benefit to showing our true selves? Because then we can resonate. More people resonate, and they don't feel the need to do all this. Yes. <laughs> but again, you do you. If this makes you feel better, do it. But do it for you and don't do it for anyone else. So. Bitches. Bitches. All right. On that note. Cheers. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.